Hey, greetings. God bless you. We're going to be turning to some verses of Scripture here in uh, Matthew chapter 2. In just a minute, Matthew chapter 2. We're delighted to see you guys here today. And as Brandon said, we continue to uh, work on our building. You know, the other day I was up there working on the church and uh, I was thinking I've, I've done a lousy job of really relaying to you, uh, you know, the excitement of this building because it's been such a long journey uh, in the process and so uh, we want to we want to try to try to encourage you to. I've told you before, a building's not an end within itself. There's a lot of times we think it is. It's an end within itself. It's just a tool that we can do ministry. It's a place where where we can uh, meet. And uh, I know that with all this, 2020 has been a has been a time. You know, before uh, we were getting further and further away from social interaction. Uh, in 2019 and 2018 and, and things were getting more impersonal and more impersonal and more impersonal and then 2020 just kind of took it to a brand new level of, uh, you know, very little interaction and uh, uh, connection with people. But, uh, you know, we are social beings and uh, we need that, that connection with one another and so, you know, I'm praying that there's, there's a time that we can move past and we will move past uh, this season and uh, we can get back to, uh, you know, hanging out. We can get back to hugging one another. And, and uh, you know, sometimes I come here and, and uh, some people want to hug my neck and, and do whatever. And, and so, I, like, it's whatever, I just, go with, I just go with the flow, you know, and... Uh, go with that, but, but we certainly, you know, respect, uh, you know, you and, and your, your personal space, but, but I'm believing we're going to get past that, but, but going back and talking about that building, I kind of got, uh, uh, talked about that a little bit, but, but you say, right now, why do we even need a building, you know? Uh, well, we're going to, we're going to move past this time and move past the season and, and be able to get back and, uh, do some stuff, uh, some, some, uh, events where we can hang out together. Yeah, have our service on Sundays and, and to get back to youth, doing youth ministry and those kind of things. And uh, then also get back. Some folks posted this week uh, what I thought, man, then some, some people, some folks posted pictures where uh, they got their photo taken with their family in the lobby of our church. How many of you guys got a picture of you with the Christmas tree or the big snowflakes? It's just like, wow. I almost forgot about all that stuff, but uh, we're gonna take my word. We're gonna get back to that. I was t- I had a contractor that was working on the church this few days ago, and I was telling about our free stuff events. Okay, if you've never been part of a free stuff event, it, it'll it'll knock your socks off, and it's a great thing, a great way we we can get in the community and we can be a blessing to people, and uh, it's like a a free garage sale. People come and they say, why aren't you selling this stuff? It's a lot more fun just to give it away, you know? And, uh, and so take my word for it. When we get the building done, we're going to get back to doing free stuff and, and Christmas galas and all kinds of, of, of great things that we, we used to do. And so us having that building, is, it's all going to make all those things possible. And we just appreciate the opportunity that we've got to be right now in this place, in this facility, 
and this is a good place for us to be right now. The theater closed, and, and uh, probably theaters are going to get getting ready to close, go bank, maybe even bankrupt all over America right now because they're unable to show movies, and, and it takes a lot of money to, to run those facilities. But our theater closed, and so we were able to move in out here. We're so grateful that we're, we're here and able to worship together. And that building is coming, and uh, we've been talking about it. We're, we're going to set some Saturdays to work. We've got some projects uh, coming up, and we're going to ask for your help and, and ask for you to come together. And it's, you know, it's, 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 it's great when we can come together and we can, we can feel like we're part of it. We've got ownership in it, and uh, uh, we can, you know, contribute uh, to, to the whole process. I can remember three different, I've been part, you know, in my whole life, okay, I've only been in, uh, I've only been in two churches in 50 years, okay? I was in the church, we were at a Jeff City for 35 years, and uh, we were there, and we were working there, and we were serving there, uh, and involved in, I kind of grew up in the church, and then got involved in ministry there, and was everything from the youth pastor to Sunday school teacher and a board member and an associate pastor and everything you can imagine there. And then God said, I've got something else for it, for you. And we came here, and then I've been part of this church Hallelujah. for the remainder of the time, okay? So whenever I say I've only been in a couple of churches in 50 years, we have been part of three building projects, okay? And three buildings that we built during those 50 years, and now four. The fourth one is here in Columbia, Missouri. There in Columbia, Missouri, okay? And uh, so anyway, uh, but, you know, these things do take time, and so continue to be patient. Now listen, if we had a budget, okay, if we had a budget of 2 or $3 million, some people are saying, why in the world is it taking so long? Because I can't hire contractors at $100 an hour, okay, to bring in their crews of people. That's impossible. Okay, and if we had a budget of on this building we're in, we we brought some contractors in. I, I I haven't talked about the building for a while, but I want to talk to you about a couple things, right? Because there might be someone watching online that wants to send us a, send a check and make make a large contribution. Okay, it would be would be incredible. When we started looking into building the building, I had no intention of even talking about this today. When we started talking about building the building. We brought some contracts, some general contractors in, and uh, they're talking to us in terms of $200 a square foot to build the building. It's like, that's like a $2 million price tag on our building that we're building. It's just like, we don't have $2 million. We can't even borrow $2 million, okay? So God knows we got to get this project done a lot cheaper than that, okay? So if it seems like it's taking a lot of time, it's because... What we're trying to do ourselves, we're trying to do ourselves, and then we've got some 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 contractors that we've that we're working with that gave us some good prices that aren't bringing crews of like ten and fifteen people into this building, uh, but they're still keeping it within our budget. Okay, and so uh, continue to be patient with us and uh, help us out, and we're going to be having some Saturdays and some time to work. Okay. I could say a lot more about it, but let me go on, okay? Matthew chapter 2, Christmas season. Great time of the year. And I, I certainly hope that you're enjoying this season. And if you'll do me a favor, if you're watching online, 
or if you're sitting here right now and you got an internet connection, share this message, okay? So right now, share the message if you're online. If you're here today, share the message with someone and let's get it out and uh, help us out do that, okay? It's all part of networking, okay, connecting. Christmas time is a great, great season. I love it, okay? I'm knocked out over it. It's awesome. Some of my greatest memories, I talked last week about Christmas past, and I got some comments from people talking about they were reminded, they, they recalled some things that happened in their life. They recalled some memories from Christmas past to me. And so Christmas is, is very important. I had a fellow that I asked at, at one time, now Brandon's like our district uh, youth leader, there was a time that I was a, uh, a sectional youth leader, okay? And that, that was like a youth leader over like 10 churches, okay, in like the central Missouri area. And we would have these youth rallies once a month back in the day. And I asked this guy to come and preach one of these youth rallies, and he was part of another organization or denomination. And so he asked me the question. He said, what do you think about Christmas? And I said, I love Christmas. It's wonderful. It's the, it's the, you know, it's the birth of our, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I think it's wonderful. But, you know, this great, you know, these people have taken it over, and it's this and it's that. And he said, and besides that, he said, isn't it, a coincidence that Satan and Santa are so closely related. It's like, I, come on, man, give me a break. You know, give me a, give me a break, you know. We can, we can make a doctrine, okay? We can make a ridiculous doctrine out of anything, okay? And so let's keep it all in perspective. I told you last week, yes, Jesus is the reason for the season, okay? But son, let's not take ourselves too seriously, Okay, and uh, let's enjoy Christmas. Let's enjoy this season. And let's remember that that Christ came, born in a stable. Okay, that He came, gave His life on the cross. And so, we talked last week about Christmas past, and so much of our so much of of, of, of our life has to do with that first Christmas morning. And today, I want to talk to you about Christmas present. Christmas present. Okay, Matthew chapter two. Verse number one says this, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of uh, King Herod. And about that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem. And they were asking, where's the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his stars that rose and we've come to worship him. And King Herod was deeply troubled when they heard this, as was everyone else in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and he asked them, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be a shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men. He learned from them the time when the star first appeared. And then he told them, go to Bethlehem, Search carefully, carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go worship him too. And after this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them 
It stopped over the palace where the child was, or the place, not palace, but the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. And they entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshiped him. And then they opened their treasure chest, treasure, treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. You know, a lot of people over the years have tried to destroy Christmas. In fact, Satan's, Satan's goal was to destroy Jesus Christ and to destroy the hope in that first Christmas. But Christ is the greatest gift that, that God ever gave to the world. Jesus Christ is the reason that we have the hope of eternal life and the reason that, that, that eternal life is possible because he died on the cross and he rose from the grave and because we place our hope and accept him as, as, as our Savior. Now today, our culture is changing, okay? And uh, a lot of things are, you'll agree with me, I've already talked about it a little bit, our culture is changing. Things are a little bit different than they've ever been before. But God's love and God's grace and God's mercy, they are constant. And God's love and grace and mercy was given on that first Christmas. And in this present age, in this present time, God's grace, his mercy, his hope, his love, his peace is still real and still true today, in spite of the fact that it seems like our world is changing. And the first point that I want to talk to you about today is this, that hope prevails in Christmas present. Hope prevails. I know the hope of a lot of people seems to be wavering a little bit, the trust of people, the peace of individuals, but hope prevails in Christmas uh, present, this time that we live in. And although Satan might specialize in doom and he might specialize in dread, that hope prevails that there is hope, that there is an answer today, that there's a solution for what men are looking for and women are seeking for, and that hope and that solution is found in, in, in that first Christmas. It's found in Jesus Christ, the Son, today the soon-coming King. And so this morning, as I stand here to tell you, stand here before you and tell you that hope prevails, we need to learn to celebrate. We need to come together and celebrate life. We need to celebrate friendship. We need to celebrate the, the, the connection that we have, not only with one another, but celebrate the connection that we have with Jesus Christ through the work of the Holy Spirit in our life as we've been saved and we've been set free from sin, that hope prevails. And because that hope prevails, that we can praise God in the midst of any storm that we might be going through. That hope prevails today, and there is peace, and there is salvation, and there is joy today because hope prevails in Christmas present. Now, in Matthew chapter 2, we have a story of the wise men. And the wise men were led by the star. They, were, they looked in the, in the sky and they saw a star. And the, the scripture says they began to follow the star. It says that they went to Jerusalem in their search for the Messiah. 
They were pulled by this star. They were, they were, they were drawn, I believe, by the, the leading of the Holy Spirit, directing them and guiding them on their way. And they followed that star to Jerusalem. And when they went there, they stopped at the palace to inquire with Herod about the newborn king. Now, I find it interesting that uh, Herod would, would give them an audience, but because they were wise men, because it seemed like they were influential men who were not simply commoners, but that they were men of substance, that Herod had an audience with them. He allowed them to come into the palace. And when Herod heard about the birth of Jesus, they began to tell him about the coming of the, of the Messiah. Herod, Herod became very jealous. Herod was afraid that the newborn king was going to take his place. And Herod, in his trickery, he told the wise men, he said, listen, after you have found the newborn king, and he says, the prophets have said the newborn king, the Messiah, is going to be in Bethlehem. And after you found him, I want you to come back to me, tell, tell me where he's at, and then I want to go and I want to worship him too. You see, Satan had a plan to destroy Jesus. Satan has a plan today. He's still trying to destroy Jesus. He's never going to do it. He tries to destroy Jesus by doubt, by disbelief. And Herod had that type plan in his heart, in his mind. Satan's plan is always to destroy Jesus. Satan's plan is always to destroy hope, the hope of salvation for fallen man. And Herod tried to destroy Jesus, but he could not kill him. He could not touch him because God's hand was upon Jesus. And there are people today that are still trying to destroy Jesus, but there's hope. Let hope prevail in Christmas present. There's hope today. There's hope today. There's peace today. No matter what kind of a storm you're going through this morning, there is hope today. The wise men, notice this, the wise men didn't allow the evil plans of Herod to stop their pursuit of Jesus. They didn't allow anything to stop them from seeking after Jesus. They didn't let anything stop their worship. Notice this, the wise men did not get distracted from their hope, okay? I, I want to tell you today, don't get distracted from your hope. Okay? Don't get distracted from your peace. You say, well, there's a lot of things going on today. Don't get distracted because hope still prevails. The power of God still prevails. Okay? And you say, well, things seem to be in chaos in our country today. Hope prevails. Hope prevails. God prevails today. They did not get distracted from seeking after Jesus. They did not get distracted from their worship. They had their mind on Jesus Christ. They had their mind on finding the Messiah. So don't let the doubt of other people distract you from seeking Jesus. You say, well, I've got friends on Facebook that, you know, they don't believe in Jesus. They don't believe in God. Well, that's okay. That's, I mean, that's sad, but we just have to accept that fact that some people will never accept Jesus. Some people will always re reject Jesus. But I've got to make sure that my faith is secure and, and, and that my faith is in him. And, and they, the wise men had this kind of mentality that nothing was going to distract them from seeking Jesus. 
They were still looking for him. They didn't allow the selfish plans of Herod to destroy their faith or worship in Jesus. Now, right now, in many states, worship services have been limited and shut down. And I certainly understand that to some degree. But here's the truth of the matter. Herod can't stop me from seeking Jesus, okay? Herod will never stop my praise. Herod can't stop my prayer life, okay? In 1962, prayer was outlawed from schools, okay? So the entire time I was in school, I, I never went to a school where we had prayer, okay? So, you know, let you know that I was, you know, my first year in school wasn't 1962, it was after that, okay? <laughs> but you know what? If I wanted to pray in school, I could pray anytime. All I got to do is call all I got to do is talk to God. Nothing, don't let anything distract you from your, your walk and your relationship and your hope in the Lord today. Don't let Herod distract you. Herod can't halt my worship. Herod can't stop my praise. He didn't stop the praise and the worship of the wise men, and he can't stop my praise. Satan couldn't stop Christmas. Satan couldn't stop Jesus. And hope prevails in Christmas present. The second thing I want to talk to you about is this. Make praise a priority in Christmas present. We get so wrapped up in everything else, okay? We're so wrapped up in, in our routine, our life, going through the motion. We're so wrapped up just trying to pay the bills, we're so wrapped up in just trying to keep the house clean, okay? So wrapped up in, all right? We're so wrapped up in figuring out how in the world we're even going to do a Christmas dinner this year with all the rules and regulations and restrictions. Make praise a priority. Every day make praise a priority. There's a lot of times that I got to reel myself in. Anyone ever got to reel yourself in? Okay? I got to reel myself in a lot of times, okay? Because, uh, you know... I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm, I can get compulsive about things sometimes. I, I get so consumed with something I've got to do. I've got, I'm thinking about this thing, and I can get distracted from everything else because I got this one thing on my mind. Okay, listen. Don't let everything else distract you from your praise. Make praise a priority at Christmas present. But you say, Pastor Bob, we got to do this. We got to do that. Make praise a priority. Make your walk and relationship with the Lord a priority today. The routine, the routine of life can, can, can literally consume us. We can get so overwhelmed in doing life that we lose all of our hope and we lose all of our joy. We can go get so caught up in all the hustle and bustle that we miss Jesus and we miss the reason for that first Christmas, we miss all those things, and we can get so stressed out for everyone about everything, and we just need to reel ourselves in. You know, say, just relax. You know, it, it's going to be okay. It's really going to be all right. Okay? Everything is, it's going to work out. It's going to work out. God's going to work. God is working on my, my behalf. God is bringing all, God is working all things together for, for my good. I believe it. I'm trusting in God. I'm being faithful to God. God is going to bring all these things together as long as I keep my priorities where they need to be. I, as long as I give God the preeminence in my life, I'm making 
praise a priority in Christmas present. I'm making praise a priority every single day. And let me encourage you, my friend, that every day you spend some time reading the Word of God and talking to God. Sometime, okay? When, you just, when your mind is just going in a hundred different directions, that you sit down, that you relax and take some time with the Lord, okay? Now, ask yourself the question, am, am I doing that? Am I, am I spending some time with the Lord? Am I spending some time in the Word looking and listening to God? I'm making praise a priority. You see, discouragement can't stop my worship. I'm not going to let defeat, I'm not going to let depression cause me to miss the hand of God. I'm not going to let some discouraging situation, I'm not going to let some disappointment distract me from, from, from knowing that God is still upon his throne today. I, I don't want to miss my walk in relationship with the Lord. The three wise men made their praise a priority. They made their worship a priority. It was their choice. I've got a choice every day whether or not I'm going to worship, okay? I've got a choice every day. Get this. I've got a choice every day whether or not I'm going to pick the Word of God up and read it, okay? Now, you can, every one of us has, has got a Bible in our phone, in our pocket right now. We've got a Bible right here. You say, well, it's not a real Bible. Yes, it is. Okay, there's, there's, a, there's a Bible app on this phone, okay? So it says, well, it needs to be in leather, leather-bound cover. Okay, if, if that's what works for you, that's great. Get you one in leather-bound cover. Get you one, okay? If, if, that's, if that doesn't work, then get you a Bible app, okay? Go to Life Church, Oklahoma City, and get you a Bible Church app on your phone, and you can read it. And when you're standing in line at Walmart, and you're really ticked off because that, you know, that, that individual that's, that's checking people out is taking too long, you can pull your Bible app out and read it. You know? When your wife is taking too long and you're waiting for her in the parking lot, you can pull the Bible app out and you can read it. Okay? Right then. You can read it right then. All right? When there's something going on and you've got a few moments, I, I think about the, the amount of time that we waste on everything else rather than making praise and worship and connection with God a priority. We got time for everything else. You say, I'm so busy. I'm so busy with everything else. I'm so busy I can't do this. But, but if we stop and think about it, we're on Facebook like four hours a day. <laughs> but we're too... If, if I can get on Facebook for four hours, I can, I can get into the Word. I can, I can find some time to, to look into the Word of God, not allowing, making sure that the routine of life does not consume me. Making sure that discouragement does not consume me, but making my worship and making praise a priority in Christmas present. Christmas present is a time of worship. Now, I know this year is quite different. This year, we had no traditional Black Friday. I know a lot of you, some of you guys are missing that. I'm sure the people that own Walmart stock are missing that. Uh, it, so many times we're so caught up in all the hustle and bustle of Christmas, and, and I know there's a whole different kind of hustle and bustle, but, but Satan will use a thousand things to distract you. You can get mad and offended, and you can, you can totally shut down from praise and worship unto God because you're mad and offended. 
You can get your feelings hurt and you can totally shut down your praise and making praise a priority in your life. You can, you can allow hurt feelings to allow you to miss what God is trying to do in your life. And all those things are schemes of the devil to destroy your walk in relationship with the Lord. You see, we can miss Jesus. E- even Herod, Herod could have went and, and truly worshipped Jesus, okay? Herod could have got over his, his pride, his arrogance, his jealousy, and recognized that he was the Messiah. He could have done that. But because of his pride and his self, self-importance, King Herod completely missed Jesus. There's a lot of times that people think they're too... We got a lot of people in this, in this boat nowadays... Folks think they're too old and too wise for Jesus. Oh, that was for kids. That's just for little kids. That's for junior church. You know, that's for nursery kids. I'm too wise. I'm I'm too educated. I got too many degrees to believe in Jesus. We can let so many things distract us. This morning, make praise a priority in your life. Every day, we need to spend some time with God. Every day, we need to spend some time talking to the Lord, listening to God, letting God. Here's how how we listen to God. We listen to God by reading his word. That's when God is speaking to us. You say, well, God's speaking to me through all these voices and everything else. Well, he might be, but but those voices better be lining up with the word of God, or otherwise, that's a false spirit. All right. And so you need to get that word in your heart and in your soul, know what it says. And then if you got these voices speaking in your head, you know whether they're from God or they're from the devil. Okay. We can think that we're too old and wise and completely miss Christ. Completely miss the reason Jesus came on that first Christmas. You see, because of Jesus, hope prevails. Because of Jesus, joy prevails. And we can make the most of every opportunity. We can live, live our lives to honor God in everything that we do. We're honoring him. The three wise men, they ser- went searching for Jesus. Their minds were made up. They weren't going to stop looking until they found Jesus. No one was going to destroy their hope in the Messiah or their time with the king. They followed the star. They went to where Jesus was. And then they, when they found him, They worship Jesus. They celebrated him. Now, right now, this world seems to be full of terror, full of fear, full of all kinds of things, full of uh, rioting, full of murder, full of all kinds of wickedness and all kinds of evil today. It seems to be, all right? I I think some of our problem is we've got too much media that we pay attention to, okay? And, uh, I think we're, we're, we're suspicious of everyone and everything because we've been watching too much investigation discovery. You know, everyone's, you know, we're kind of concerned because we think our, our neighbor might be a serial killer. But there's a good mathematical possibility that he's not, okay? There's a very good mathematical possibility probability that he's not, okay? But we're, we're so, we're so, uh, we're just suspicious of everyone. We're suspicious of everything. And I, I know that a lot of times this terror, this feel, fear, this dread is used 
to propel an agenda, I certainly understand that. And so I want to be, be careful to keep my eyes upon God. I want to be careful that I'm talking to God. I want to be careful that I'm not listening to so many other forces that are guiding my thinking, that are infiltrating my mind, that's bringing fear into my life. I want to be, I want to be cautious of that. Yes, I, I want to be, be a wise individual. I want to use good common sense. I want to do that, but I want to be sure in my walking relationship with God. Psalms chapter 11, verse 3 and 4. The foundations of law and order have been collapsed. What can the righteous do? But the Lord in his holy temple, the Lord still rules from heaven. Praise God. Can I get a witness? He watches everyone closely, examining every person on earth. God, ultimately, God is still in control. You say, well, God has just kind of turned everything over to the devil right now. Well, you know, my, my life, my times, my seasons are not ruled by the devil. I'm a child of God. My life, my times, my seasons are ruled by God, okay? Because I choose, I, I have chosen to submit to God's authority, okay? Now, if you've not submitted to God's authority, yeah, the devil's going to bring utter chaos into your life. He's gonna, there's going to be more problems and bigger problems. And sometimes here's what happens. The closer we get to God, the devil kind of turns the intensity up and say, man, I've been trying to live for God. I've been trying to do, do this, and I got more problems. Hey, keep pressing in. Keep pressing in. Keep talking to God. Keep making praise a priority. Keep, keep staying on the, on, the, on the truth that hope prevails, that God prevails, and that our lives, our times, our seasons are in God's hands, and that whatever... I'm going through that God is going to give me the strength to get through that time, to get through that season. He's going to do it. So put your hope, put your faith in Jesus Christ. I'm getting ready to close. Don't miss Christmas. Don't let Christ pass you by. This is the time to bow before Jesus. Not only to celebrate Christmas, but to truly give our life to Jesus. Make him the Lord and Savior. You say, I've already done that. Well, the final thing that I want to mention to you is this. Renew your faith in this Christmas present. Renew your faith. Bow before the Lord and say, listen, God, if there's something in my life that I need to get rid of, if there's something in my life, if there's some habit that I picked up that is unbecoming to you, God, I pray the Holy Spirit deal with me about that thing and I release it. If there's an attitude that's not of you, I'm going to release it. If there's something in my life that's standing between my walk and my, my worship, let me get rid of it. I'm renewing my faith in Jesus during this Christmas season. You know, Christmas splits people into two camps. Believers and unbelievers. Two camps. Remember last week, I was talking to you about that story about Simeon. Mary and Joseph went to the temple to give a sacrifice because her son Jesus had been born, they went there. And when they went to the temple, there was a guy by the name of Simeon that was there. And Simeon had been looking for the Messiah for a long time. And when they brought Jesus past him, he began to prophesy that Jesus would change the world. Simeon prophesied that many would follow and find hope in Jesus. 
many would receive salvation. But Simeon also prophesied that others would fight against Jesus. He said this in Luke chapter 2, verse 34. Then Simeon blessed them. And he said to Mary, the baby's mother, this child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. You see, Jesus splits people into two camps, the believers and the unbelievers. I used to, for many years, I taught a Sunday school class every Sunday. And I love teaching in small groups. And I love it. And I had a guy that used to come to class, and he was an agnostic. But he would come to my class every week. His name, his name escapes me right now, Clarence. And Clarence would come, and he'd sit right there. And I'd, I'd say, Clarence, man, I'm glad you're here. I'm just looking for evidence of the big guy. Tell her, so I want to come and listen to you. I said, just keep coming. Clarence, keep coming. Keep coming. I'm going to make sure you got a hot cup of coffee Every week, you can drink it and listen to the Word of God, you know? So he was one of those guys, he's still looking. He's still longing. He's still searching. Jesus Christ splits people into two camps, the believers and the unbelievers. And so this morning, that's our question that's, that, that's posed before us. Are you a believer or an unbeliever today? That God wants us, during this Christmas season, to renew our faith in him. And Simeon when he spoke and he prophesied about Jesus, he said, there's going to be some people that will accept Christ. There will be other people that reject Jesus. Simeon said, Jesus will cause the falling and rising of many. And because, you see, you say, well, what does that mean? Well, the Bible uses powerful imagery. You see, Jesus is either the rock that we build on, that's the rising, Okay. We're building that building. They spent a lot of time putting the foundation in. You know why? Have a solid rock to build on. We got tens of thousands of, upon thousands of dollars in that foundation. So the building could rise up. So Jesus would cause many to rise and many to fall. You see, Jesus splits people into two groups, believers and unbelievers. And we rise when we build upon Jesus. We rise when we build, Jill, we're building a solid foundation, a firm foundation. Jesus is also the rock that people stumble over. So I heard a guy once say, you know, I believe in God, but I just don't believe in Jesus. Well, that's the greatest trick of the devil. Because the devil wants you to believe in some cosmic force out there. And that's fine. In fact, you can believe that Jesus was a good teacher. You can believe that Jesus was a good man. You can believe that he was a prophet. But the devil doesn't want you to believe that he is the Messiah. The devil doesn't want you to believe that he's alive. The devil doesn't want you to believe in the resurrection. You see, that's the power of salvation. That's the power of eternal life. So Simeon said this, Jesus will cause the rising and falling of many. Jesus is either the rock that we build upon our life upon, or he's the rock that we stumble over. And so this morning, let me encourage you and remind you 
that hope prevails in Christmas present. Hope prevails. Hope prevails. Make praise a priority in Christmas present. Take time to worship. Take time to, to praise. Don't get distracted by everything else because Herod will try to distract you. The devil will try to distract you. And then finally, I want to challenge you to do this during this Christmas season. If you've never accepted Christ your Savior, accept him as your Lord and Savior. Believe that he died on the cross. Believe that he rose from the grave on the third day. Believe that he is your Savior. Confess your sins and declare that he's the Lord of your life. And you say, well, Pastor Bob, I've already done that. Then here's what I want you to do. I want you to renew your relationship. I want you to renew your faith in Jesus Christ. And say, God, 2021, yeah, 2020 has been a mess. But 2021, it's going to be a new day. It's going to be a new time. It's going to be a time of growth in my life. I'm, I'm growing. I'm becoming what God wants me to be. You know, there's a lot of times, there's a lot of times <laughs> I'm a pastor of a church and I, I've been in full-time ministry for many years. But there's a lot of times that I look at my life and I don't like what I see. And I say, God, I'm, I'm so ashamed of where I'm at. I'm so ashamed, God, that I haven't, haven't grown to more maturity in you. I got so much to learn. I got, I got people that's dependent upon on me. I got, I got to stand and, and, and preach and teach your word. You see, we, we need that attitude to humble ourselves before the Lord and say, I've, 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 I've still got a long way to go till I can be used of God, till I can be the man or the woman that God wants me to be. And during Christmas present, I want to renew my faith. I want to renew my walk and relationship with God. See, I don't have to tell people how to live. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us and the Holy Spirit deals with us. And there's someone today that God is dealing with you. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you this morning and right there where you sit, I want you to just pray. Pray this prayer with me this morning. Where you sit, you can pray it silently. You can pray it out loud, but pray with me today. Dear Lord, today I accept you as my Savior. Dear Lord, I believe, Jesus, that you died upon the cross for my sin. Jesus, today I believe that on the third day you rose from that grave. I believe that you ascended to the right hand of God the Father, and there you make intercession for me. I confess my sin. I come as an open book to you. I'm completely exposed to you. You know every hope. You know everything I've done. And I stand before you. And God, you love me. Jesus, you love me today. And today, thank you for saving my soul. I declare Jesus that you are my Savior. I pray, God, that those of us that have accepted Christ, that we rededicate our life to you. During this Christmas season, we're rededicating ourselves to you. God, that 2021 is going to be a different season. That today begins a new time. Today opens a new, a brand new chapter. And it's a chapter of growth. It's a time of humbling ourselves before you. God, we've been distracted by everything else under the sun. We, we've been distracted by the lure of wealth. We've been distracted by the doubts of other people. We've been distracted by discouragement. We've been distracted by depression. 
We've been distracted by bitterness and, and cynicism and hurt feelings and unbelief. We're putting all those things behind us. We're renewing our hope. We're renewing our faith in you. We're going to make praise a priority. And help us, I pray, in these things to learn, to grow, to become the man, the woman that we need to be. In Christ's name, amen. 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 God bless you this morning. Thank you for joining us.